Okay, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, coming at you today, August 9th, 2020. Uh, we have a really special episode for you today. We are talking with Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond. How's it going, Ryan? It's doing great, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm a bit of fan of, fan of your music for quite a while, as you well know. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, you reached out to me, shit, it could have been four or five years ago now. That was... That was awesome. I'm a big fan of your work, too. So why don't you tell us uh, about your website, thelastamericanvagabond.com, and and uh, what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, it's a, you know independent outlet for news for the most part, which it really kind of started focusing around cannabis law reform you know, over a decade ago. And it was kind of just a side project of mine that just kind of became something at, you know of its own, as, as it often does. And it you know, warped into just being anything we're being lied to about, you know, big focus on foreign policy. And it just kind of became its own thing, you know. And so now we've got different writers, uh, Whitney Webb, Derek Bros, and, and other, you know, people who contribute here and there. My my regular show, I do the daily wrap-up, which used to be more about five days a week. But lately, with all the other stuff going on, it's been less and less. But um, And it's continuing to grow, you know. So we're working on all kinds of fun, exciting projects. And it's really just about keeping people – keeping a, a – conducive discussion going something where we're a look a, 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 um, let's let's call it a just a conversation of this of society that continues to be open and allows all different types of thoughts and perspectives it's kind of crazy that we can be in a point today where even verifiable scientific information can be considered fake news because it's you know not the narrative they want you talking about you know so that's what we're focused on today in every possible aspect Awesome. Yeah, you guys do really great work over there and uh, really appreciate everything you guys are doing. It's good stuff. Thank you. Um, so why don't you explain to us? Well, let's start with uh, Exposed Bill Gates Day. That was yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, could you explain how that started, who started it and what the goal of it is? Yeah, that that was actually Derek Bros. Uh, he he championed this whole thing. He brought it to me and said, "Hey, we're gonna you know start this decentralized movement." Uh, actually, technically, I feel I feel like the impetus was with James Corbett's really amazing documentary he did, it's like a three part documentary on Bill Gates and every single thing and all this stuff, including Derek's articles, are all verifiable information that you can look up yourself. It's none of this is conspiratorial hypotheticals. It's all verifiable. Follow the money. Here's what they're doing. Things that anybody would find nefarious. And Corbett came out with this really great documentary and how it ties to long before this, the technocratic drive and all these eugenic things, as, as well as how it ties to COVID-19. And Derek interviewed with him. They did. And Derek started his own series and did a three part series for The Last American Vagabond on a lot of this information. And then uh, he came to me saying he wanted to start this uh, really exciting kind of worldwide thing. But it wasn't something. And this is what a lot of people are seeing today, even with things like yellow vest movements and things we've all talked about. When you have a leader, a movement that's led by somebody, it's susceptible to being co-opted, right? And that doesn't mean there's not times when you need leadership in certain movements, but this was a leaderless, decentralized movement. People would ask, you know, even myself, I reached out to Derek, you know, hey, so what's the plan? And he's like, well, whatever you want, you know? And same thing Corbett was saying. It was basically like, you know, you're asking what to do? Well, you do it. (laughs) You're in charge, right? Wherever you are, take charge, make it happen. And we saw this explode all around the world the first time, June 3rd. It was trending number one on Twitter. I mean, there was, wow. I think, at least five or six different countries we could verify that had massive protests. It was a really big thing, and it, and it was just about spreading information, and then it was immediately suppressed on Twitter. It was trending one, and then it just disappeared. 
and it was got a really good response. So we, uh, Derek decided to do another one. Um, and through The Last American Vagabond, I was happy to support this. I think this is an amazing thing because it's really waking people up to some truth. Yesterday was a, another great push. Uh, I myself was out downtown where I am and just, you know, spreading information. But this time again, it was interesting that they suppressed it from the very beginning. I mean, you can look yourself. You search for the – you'll find this hashtag of multiple countries, massive protests, not even mentioned on the trending list. You know, so it already comes back to just opening people's minds to who's driving this thing. You know, this COVID-19, this technocratic revolution, the surveillance, the contact tracing, it all leads back to the same entities. And that's what it's really about. Truth, information. Totally. Yeah. And that's a that's a great thing. And I, from what I understand, you guys are going to keep doing it, right? It's like uh, every, what is it, second Saturday or something yeah, a month? Every second, so my, for, you know, call back to my uh, my locals back in Sacramento where I grew up, they'll know what the second Saturday, we have second Saturdays in downtown Sacramento where I grew up. It was all about some local thing there, but now it's going to be a worldwide thing every second Saturday. That's the idea. And this doesn't mean need to be something that you look to us for, you know, and check what we're doing or they're doing. Just take it upon yourself out there. Every second Saturday moving forward, it'll be another exposed Bill Gates day where all we're doing is spreading information, calm, measured, collected, right? Not angry, not arguing. Let them be like that. We need to be better than that. You know, show them that the mainstream media's perception or misrepresentation of what we are is just that, a misrepresentation. Exactly. Yeah. And that Bill Gates, he's a supervillain, man. That guy's just well, unbelievable yeah, what they're real. using him for, you know? Yeah. And what's interesting on that is it's not that's I agree with that. And what's funny is it's not even that contentious. But the problem is they're turning this person into some kind of superhero on the media. You know, this guy who's not a doctor who doesn't have any credentials to have him in this position. Right. We just saw numerous experts censored and losing their jobs because they dared to spoke out in a different opinion. But yeah, here's a guy who's not a doctor who does. He's not a scientist. And they're pointing to his opinion as as some kind of leading idea. But aside from all of that, the person has been involved with some very, very nefarious and damaging acts. So the, the, the fact that this person is involved with what's driving us into a position where our rights are being removed, I, I absolutely agree with that sentiment. This person is a villain in what's going on today. Whether he sees it in himself or not, his actions are taking things away from us for a select few. And then, you know, the, the classic line is, my constitutional rights do not end where your fear begins. Right. This is not this is a point we're at now where suddenly they just it's normal now. Well, we're fearful. So your rights are put on hold. There's that's never been the case. And it's not now. We're just being stolen from. Yeah, I agree. And uh, these are unprecedented times. They're really important. And I know you stress this a lot. The importance of resistance and noncompliance and standing up for your rights, because, you know, if you if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. It's it's one of those things. So why don't you uh, if you can. Give us a synopsis of what is going on with the COVID-19. I know there's so much going on, and it's we're five, six months into this, at least in our country. It's been going on in the world a little longer than that. But uh, what are they using this for? Where do you think the virus came from? Does it even exist? And where is it taking us? Oh, man, that's that's a huge question. There's so many ways to go with that. I mean, it, you know, right now, out of stress for people, is just to be skeptical, show discernment, because the reality is nobody really knows yet. Right. We don't know for sure. Anybody on right now telling you that it came from China, it's the China virus or it came from Fort Detrick. That's none of us know any of that for sure. 
right? There's all kinds of different theories going around, but the problem is that everybody wants to make you believe a very specific thing that suits one agenda or the other, and that's we have to see that for what it is, the two-party illusion, using everything like always. But my take on this, to try to sum it up as quickly as possible, is it seems to suggest very clearly that however this started, to start in the middle here, however it began, it is very clearly being used to achieve I mean, you, you, you're probably well aware of – I could list off 15 different agendas that we've been calling out for a decade or more that have been called conspiracy theory that are all now converging on the exact same moment. You know, surveillance, contact tracing, tech, technocracy, the uh, vo- the universal ID, vo- uh, um, the ID 2020. The I mean, all these things are all – I mean, I, you could just keep going. I mean, even smaller things in regard to military being used domestically, the, the border stuff. I mean, uh, everything has been – justified by COVID-19. So regardless of how you think it's happening, we need to see the power grabs happening from both sides. The fact that they're allowing it to continue, claiming that more potential danger means that we have to keep going in this direction, right? It's very clear that it's being abused and these people are being dishonest. Now, whether or not it came from something that they chose to create is a genuine question that we should be asking, not first of all, because they've done it before. That is a fact. I mean, that not only have they verifiably had massive leaks, it's as CDC admits itself, one leak every three days for seven years straight. And we're talking Ebola stuff, you know, like Ebola level things, coronaviruses. You know, they, they had they admitted these kind of leaks. But on top of that, they've also admitted as the U.S. government that they've tested biological chemical on Americans and unwitting uh, people abroad over 239 times. Right, so what, the reality that we sh- that we are able to ask this question and it's not conspiracy theory needs to be accepted. But when you find when you dig in, it seems to suggest to me that this was something that was probably some kind of a manipulation that was designed to not be as dangerous but yet appear more virulent. That's just my opinion, and ultimately we saw this thing actually spread. I do believe that there's something going on, but I'm also very interested in the kind of new perspective of people like Dr. Kaufman that are arguing that this is something that's not even there, that this is ultimately exosomes and on and on. I'm open to all of these things. My point is that we don't really know, and I do think that something is actually out there. Now, in regard to the origin, you got things like Wuhan, where people want to point to, but you have to come back and find out that every single aspect of every single thing that went on there ties directly back to the U.S. government. Every single thing from the funding to the location to the people involved. And then you find out that every single person involved with the narrative about China did it. The Shang, uh, Shang, uh, Shi Li, I forget her name, the, the, you know, the Batwoman, all these mm-hmm. people, it turns out, guess what, are getting directly funded from the U.S. government and have very clear crossover with groups that are invested in lying about it, right? So there's just all these things. And the Fort Detrick side is an obvious example of how there was a leak right before this started, and no one wants to talk about that, right? So there's all this kind of nefarious action going on, and I think, personally, that there's more governments involved than we want to pretend, like possibly even cross nat- like China with the United States and so on, right? Con- converging to take these things away from you. Sorry, a lot to get into, so I hope that was not too long. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, yeah, go as long as you want, because this is a huge issue, and there's so many different avenues and and things you can explore with this. But it, what it seems like is a coordinated global takeover, like you said, that involves multiple governments of the world. Because mm-hmm. we've never seen anything like this where they're doing everything in lockstep, and it's it's happening everywhere. So a lot of people have compared this to 9-11, and you including know, this all is, the politicians. It seems to be bigger than 
Exactly. Yeah. And this is bigger than that. So where are they trying to take us? I know 9-11 was a very important part of, you know, their agenda and, and getting us to give give up a lot of those constitutional rights. Now, how does this relate to that? And also, I know um, I read Whitney Webb's articles that had to do with what was it? Dark winter and uh, those other scenarios that happened right around 9-11. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm thinking of something else, but it, w- it had to do with the anthrax scare right around 9-11, and uh, a lot of the same people were involved with that and and the vaccines that came out around then. So what is the correlation between those events and what's happening right now? Well, the argument in regard to specifically Dark Winter, and an excellent, excellent article that I recommend everybody check out, is in regard to the anthrax false flag, right? That that was what driving force around 9-11 as well. And all the same people are involved currently with what's going on with COVID-19. And the re- the, the the comparison is that this this is it's this bio manipulation kind this it basically you're talking about groups. Um I'm trying to think of examples like I mean, Robert Cadleck is the obvious example here that ties in with the anthrax false flag. He was he was the person involved with emergent biosolutions that created the vaccines, even knowing that they were involved, that ultimately turned out to hurt people and they knew it and pushed it on people. Right. And this was based on a lot on lies that turned out came that stemmed right back to Fort Detrick. Surprise, surprise. Right. That's that's where the anthrax came from, even though they tried to blame Iraq. Right. So that's very interestingly relevant to what we're dealing with today, where we have another situation or we have another thing that popped up. And they're also trying to blame a foreign country, even though it seems like it mostly points back to Fort Detrick. Right. So you have these same villain characters that have done that knowingly actually got caught doing this before. Like you have to understand that Robert Cadlick and the Pentagon lost a lawsuit, the lawsuit from individuals in the military that said that they knowingly gave them a vaccine that would hurt them. And they lost Right, so it's amazing that someone like that who gets who's uh, they actually felt found guilty for knowingly putting this on people that was going to hurt them, forcing them to take it, is now in a leading position in the health and human services on Trump's administration. He's the sole he is the sole person in charge of the national strategic stockpile right now, Robert Cadillac. And, then, and they're also involved with emergent file solutions involving with all of this. But you can see the crossover between the same kind of narrative, the same kind of plan. Now, what the old objective would be, which was your first point, I would argue is to is control. It's, it's this technocratic control network that they've always you, look. Most of these people are these kind of old school neocon PNAC people, as well as you got this other side of it, this kind of World Health Organization gates. I find them all kind of to be on the same general drive. But you, Whitney tends to argue that they're at cross purposes right now where you've got this kind of division. But ultimately, whoever wins is still trying to take things away from you. So it, it's kind of a it's not, it's, not, it's not a white hat scenario here. But the technocratic rollout is something they've been talking about for a long time, right? The idea that the, the Internet of Things, everything's connected, it's all controlled, it's all tracked, including your vaccines, including everything you do, right? And that is what they want. I mean, ima- imagine the world like that with these kind of people who have already allowed the situation to drive. I mean, you could ask yourself whether they created it to do this, whether they allowed it to get worse so they could point to it, or whether they just are so bad at what they do that it got here and they're using it anyway. However you look at it, they're using a terrible situation, making it worse in order to force in things that they could use to control our lives. Now, you can go even further if you really wish to, and it's some really nefarious things such as eugenics, which people like Bill Gates has openly expressed. People like Bill Gates and their family have direct ties back to the Rockefellers who, guess what, are the champions of eugenics. Right. But those things are harder for people to wrap their minds around. You know, we have to see this kind of pharmaceutical led coup, if you will, of our country at the moment. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely happening, and there are so many different organizations involved, but none of it's good. That's that's the ultimate overarching theme of this is we're all going to lose because of it, and, and people need to do something about it or at least start waking up. And I think a lot of people have, but certainly not enough. Uh, people are still – I think they're watching the news even more now than ever. Um, Sadly. and this just straight up mind control. That's, that's all it is. And yeah. it's really sad. Oh, I completely agree. It's, it's pretty depressing. I was just talking about this today. Like the idea that you can have these people say just flat out lies, right? On both sides, just, just aggressive misrepresentations. The other side calls them out and says, that's not true. The other side says it is for some abstract reason, but it's amazing that we can stare at blatant misrepresentations and still have people defending one side or the other. You know, it, it is, it's brainwashing, but see, that's the argument that I always make about the two party illusion. If we were not lost within this, this divide and conquer tactic, if we weren't pointing at each other, we might stand back and realize, hey, it doesn't matter that one side's arguing something different. They're lying to us. Not one side, but they. Right? Same thing with the government. When the government comes up and says, look, we're trying to do this thing and the Democrats won't let us, we should say, we don't care about your infighting. Here's what the people want. Argue amongst yourselves. Give us results. We don't care about the back and forth. Right? That's not going to happen, though, because people have been so personally invested in the, the divide. My side wins versus your side. It's a game. It's bread and circuses, you know? But it's just if we can get past that, we could literally change the world. And I've said that for a long time. Totally, yeah. I mean, people need to break out of that binary system of thought where it's either it's yes. all black and white. There's no gray area. There's no room for compromise or anything like that. And I don't think people have ever been this divided, at least not in my lifetime. I'm, I'm 27, but it's like – been paying attention to things for a little bit now it just seems this whole you know the trump thing he was really set out there i mean the guy was in wwe so mm -hmm. he's an entertainer he knows how to play on people's emotions and get the crowd going and he plays that like villain role you know and he really appeals to a lot of people and it is just the weirdest thing you know and then and then we have the black lives matter movement going on right now too and how they're in opposition to the Trump supporters. And it's really just anything to fragment society and, and keep us divided and against each other. And they're really playing up the race thing. So how do you think that plays into all of this, especially with the George Floyd case? And, you know, tensions are already so high. Everyone's out of work. You know, they're they're doing these huge societal changes. How did the the George Floyd case and everything that resulted from that, how does that tie in with this and, and what are the effects of that in your opinion? Yeah, it, there's, I mean, the important thing to remember is there are most definitely 100% genuine real people on all sides of this, right? It, it, we, it, does, it doesn't mean that these things aren't co-opted and aren't being manipulated and aren't used against people that are even within the, your own movements, but it's important as always not to broad brush this stuff, which is what the two-party politics do, right? On one side, they're all violent rioters. The other side, they're all peaceful protesters. Both of those are obvious misrepresentations, right? You have people within it that are actually just there because they believe whatever they believe, and they're trying to protest for what they believe in, even if they're being misled by the people on the top. Then you've got people within it that come in to try to make violence, maybe of their own accord, maybe because they're being paid, maybe because they're agent provocateurs. But it's all there at the same time. And anyone honest knows this, but they misrepresent it. And so the problem is I think all of this, even though there's genuine reasons to have these kind of protests on all sides, the point is they're using it to divide us, as always. You know, you get these violent movements. I mean, you we saw unbelievable evidence of 
you know, just agent provocateurs, to keep it simple. We could go off for 20 minutes on the different examples of these protests, but, you know, setups and manipulations and agent provocateurs because they want the violence so they can then point to it, broad brush, everyone is violent, and then go after and shut it down. You know, and that's, that's, and this is not just aimed at one side or the other. This is aimed at suppressing your rights to speak, to have protests, right? The, the moment we had free speech zones, we should have realized that we were losing, right? I mean, it's amazing that we can pretend like they have any justification that re lessens, restricts, or removes your rights. That has never been the case, and it will never be the case. Anyone that is doing anything that removes or restricts or even hinders your ability to express or, or act on your rights is a criminal, right? And that's what we're seeing today. So they're using these movements to drive people into overreaction, right? Oh, we can't allow these violent criminals to march through the streets, so let's go in with the military and shut them down. That's, I mean, so, but they just can't think that next time it will be them, right? It's just, it's, that's how this is all being used. And there's a lot of it happening right now. I actually kind of haven't even been following it really closely the most recent protests because it's just kind of the same thing. It, obviously there's violence and obviously it's out of control and obviously there are people on the other side who are pretending like it's not there but that doesn't mean there aren't actual people in there that are going to get suppressed when this all comes down you know it's self-fulfilling prophecy problem reaction solution yeah yeah the hegelian dialectic at work mm -hmm. as we see so often uh so there's this town by where i live it's called minden nevada it's only a population of three thousand, and there's a sheriff there and the library in that small town said that they supported the Black Lives Matter movement. And then the sheriff came out with a statement that said, OK, don't call the cops and don't call us and you know, figure it out for yourself. So there was a huge uprising on the Internet and the, the media reported on it. So then they organized this big protest. It was supposed to be big. And then I went down there yesterday just to see what was going on. And it was just thousands of Trump supporters with their AR-15s. And uh, cops, just full military style thing going on, but they just all love the cops. And they were just in complete support of the cops and all that. And there were no Black Lives Matter protesters. I guess they ran them out. But it was just the strangest thing to me. It's like, man, I can't believe how many people really support the cops. And do you even understand what role they – they're just the order followers who are literally the authoritarian arm of the government that are just – they will turn on you in any second. At least that's my opinion. It was just so weird to see that and, and yeah. very disappointing. I no, get I, what they were trying to do. They wanted to protect their city. They've seen all this crazy stuff on the news of cities burning down or whatever. But it's like, man, it's kind of scary to, to see how many people really believe in the government. Yeah. Well, it's the, the, the thing about it's interesting is to think about the, the Trump supporters, and I'm not trying to broad brush every Trump supporter. I'm well aware this is just a characterization, but the idea that, you know, let's just take a general idea that a lot of these people there with their, you know, AR-15s, which, by the way, they have a right to carry. Totally. It, it yeah. is is a, a patriot in their mind, right? We're patriots. We're fighting for freedom. We're fighting against the people trying to suppress our rights. And yet here they are un inadvertently or rather maybe unaware that they're in fact supporting the very entity that is doing that because they've been convinced that Trump is a hero, so that means that anything he supports, we have to support. This is what I said in the beginning. In 2016, uh, there were hardcore, like hardcore libertarians, even anarchists that suddenly became hardcore statist Republicans because they thought they won with Trump, right? So they abandoned all of their principles and are now fighting for the very government that they've been trying to tell us are bad forever just because they were convinced that they had won, right? That Trump was the answer and it was over. And that's the kind of thing we see here is that this – 
these people should not be – I mean it doesn't – you can support the police if you want to. But the idea is that they're supporting them in this in this back-and-forth psyop because they've been convinced that the other side is against those policemen. So they're standing up for who they believe is their leader, Trump. You know, And it's just – it's just – it's childish at the end of the day because it's not as simple as that. I mean think about how crazy it is that you have a, a sheriff who his job is to protect people regardless of whether he agrees with them, regardless of whether he likes them or what they say about him. His job is to uphold the Constitution and their rights, whether they're Republican or Democrat. Yeah, he stands up because people espouse an opinion he doesn't like and says, well, don't call us then. That man should immediately lose his job. Right. Totally. That's, it, like a know? little baby. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how crazy it is that so he's willing to sacrifice his oath, his job, his vow to the Constitution, because even if he believes those people are doing the same thing, that's called being petty. Yeah. You know, if you were a real leader, if you were a real, you know, if you really believed in those things, you wouldn't just cast them aside because they insulted you. You know, same thing that Trump does, you know, if you're if, or any president for that matter, if you're a leader, you own things that happen. You don't say that wasn't me. That was this guy who's in my administration, by the way. You know, you know, it's just it's a sidestepping reflection a deflection instead of saying, you know what, I'm in charge. It's my fault. I'll own it. Even if it wasn't his fault, that's I would give respect even to Trump for that and say, good for you for owning something as the leader. That's what real leaders do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there there's seems to be so few of those, at least being you know, given to us and 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 lifted up in the media and stuff. There's there's nothing. It's just ridiculous. Well, and, and stupid I, I would, stuff like society. I, I would add really quickly too. It's interesting because and, and you know how it is today. You can't make a point without somebody trying to push it into a partisan argument. And it's interesting to consider like Obama in contrast to Trump, right? Because arguably we can all say Obama was much more clean cut and much more present, but he, Obama was just as bad in pretty much every single way as Trump. The difference is Obama was better at hiding it, right? So when you really come down to it, Obama was doing the same thing. He was not owning things that were happening, right? He was, you know, deflecting. It wasn't him that was murdering people in Syria. It was because they were defending their right. It's the same kind of thing. Trump is just really bad or maybe in their minds good at exposing what they want us to see. Who knows where it's going? But that's an interesting contrast, you know? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And that's it, it seems like we have such a short memory span, too. So, oh, yeah, it's it's hard for people to make those comparisons. It's just <laughs> then they'll want the Democrat in and he's going to do the same thing as as the Republicans are doing. I, I've heard you talk about this many times. and It's completely true. Now, briefly, we got we got a little bit of time left. I just want to kind of step back and, and look at it, things from a little broader perspective and just kind of hear what you think about this. Uh, like where we are right now as a planet and as humanity and um, just just the general state of things right now, given how much everything has changed. So, I mean, where are we right now? Where are we going and what can we do to make things better? Yeah, it's a good, good something I hope everybody is considering and thinking about, you know, what can you do as the individual right now to 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 express your opinions to to make change you know and at, to affect change in our society and i think it's the most the best thing you can do you know and this is whether or not i agree with you by the way whether or not you argue things that are opposite to me what you should be doing is expressing yourself standing up and arguing your opinions but in a conductive you know in a way that is is not counterproductive right don't be angry don't scream at each other have actual intelligent discussions and actually consider what they're saying right that's something that has been so it's just been pushed out of us by the mainstream media you know so it, right now we need to see how this is all coming down and that every single thing is leading to more restrictions more 
loss of rights, you know, under the guise they're doing it for your best interest. But we've seen this over and over and over throughout history, and it's usually not for our best interest, right? So we all need to take, whether it's take, making videos, making flyers, speaking to your family and your neighbors, we need to continue to spread the information and continue to have level-headed discussions about it. I mean, I've had a really big you know, the, the mask discussion has been something that I've been really kind of trying to push forward because it's just I'm not saying that they don't or that you shouldn't. I'm saying here's information that we should all be allowed to talk about. But yet they're telling us we can't even discuss it. Right. So that seems to be the key right now. And I want people to think about the fact that if we weren't actually affecting change, if we weren't actually reaching people and changing minds, they wouldn't be doing what's happening right now. Right. So as much as it's very, very overwhelming. And, and I mean, we all right now probably have levels of depression and kind of sadness with, from what's happening. It's hard not to. But we have to see the silver lining in that, that this shows us an opportunity, that we have the ability as people, as, as you, David, as me, as, as individuals out there to stand together and actually change things. I mean, this is why they want to create the fake PSYOP to shut down our protests, because if we can get a million people marching through the streets, people pay attention. And you know what? There are good people in the world. And so that's what we need to strive for. So just keep doing what you're doing out there and don't have the courage, the constitution, the gumption to actually stand up and stand behind your beliefs, despite how contentious they are. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a that's a really good a really good summary of, of what people can do. And I think having discussions with people around you, level headed discussions is is such a huge part of that, just because everything is. If it's going to change, if things are going to change, it needs to be a grassroots type of thing. And it needs to start in the household with your friends, with your family. It's not going to start from a, the, an organization from the top down. It's going to be us realizing what's happening and, and standing up for ourselves. So, yeah, yeah totally. And well, I would add, well, I would add too, just that, you know, in regard to where we are, because you, you mentioned that as well, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's an interesting time where we have to see, as I said before, all the things that they've been trying to accomplish for decades in some cases, that in, in many cases where they have failed because people push back or because they can't accomplish it suddenly, all because COVID-19, all of these things are happening simultaneously. All these agendas are being pushed through. You know, governors are doing things individually to benefit their own political careers. Presidents are doing things to benefit their in the same way. I mean, all the everyone's trying to grasp onto this to benefit themselves as well as the larger agenda. So where we are now is a very precarious position. And unless we have the courage and the you know, the wherewithal to do something about it, it's going to go forward. I mean, that's what we have to realize that this is, I mean, this is what I said in my show, and this is a good place to end on is to, is to realize most people are arguing that this is not forever. By the way, just like they said, the Patriot Act was temporary, right? These things are, they're saying it's going to go away. Once we get a vaccine, once we get these, once we all wear masks, it'll all go away. But ask yourself this question. If it doesn't, if just hypothetically, this is, is never going to end, would you still be defending it right now? Because I'll tell you what, it's not going to end. I agree. I agree. And that's something that a lot of people don't seem to be realizing. Well, you know, thank you so much for having this discussion with me, Ryan. Uh, you, you have a lot of great information. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, I think this is the most important thing somebody can be doing, right? You know, uh, Thanks, it's man. just very important. Like you said, it's crazy times. So thank you so much. Uh, please tell us where we can find your work and how people can stay up to date with everything that you're doing. I know there's a heavy censorship thing going on with the alternative media, and I know they're hitting you particularly hard right now. So how can people keep up to date with everything you're doing? 
uh, the, the best way, as usual, is just simply to go to thelastamericanvagabond.com. We're in the process of setting up a, a dedicated server so we can get away from the GoDaddy censorship that's been happening lately because that's how we'd have our server with them uh, over the last so many years. But go directly to lastamericanvagabond.com. You'll have everything there you can reach out to. But you know, mostly any platform you go to today, mostly decentralized, hopefully, you just search TLA Vagabond or the Last American Vagabond. You'll find us. It's important you just keep up on the information and go directly to the source so they can't throttle you or you know funnel you into other information. All right. Well, there it is, thelastamericanvagabond.com. Oh, sorry, sorry uh, David. I- One more thing I wanted to add. It's important that we do also have – uh, our our uh, radio station that I'm trying to revamp at the moment called WKUP. So maybe you know maybe that'll be picking back up again in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, th- thanks a lot, Ryan. And I know you got a lot of stuff to do today. Very busy man doing uh doing the God's work, really. You know. So thanks, thanks a lot, Ryan. And I hope to have a discussion with you soon again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, brother. All right. Peace out. Silence is betrayal. There's a time silence is betrayal. If the good won't speak, violence will prevail. Inhale breath from digital skies. Die slow. Spies though. I'll see your knives and iPhones. Cat got your tongue. Lips sewn together. Speak now. Suffer this shit storm forever. Sick forms of pleasure. Big war endeavors. School brainwashed. The kids more than ever. Man-made weather now, curving the jet stream Billionaire pedophiles, murdering Epstein Me? I'm just hanging now, burning the best green Trying to hurt sheep, but they're turning against me Gleam in my therapist eye, is all wrong Dream of America died, it's all gone Laws drawn up so the rich can stay rich Adrenochrome fiends, they're sick, they rape kids Live in an EF field that fries brains Mine stay crazed from waves that vibrate It's fake and I hate it, why live in this hell? Gotta speak out cause silence is betrayal Silence is betrayal Silence is betrayal there's a time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies throw I'll see your knives and iPhones There's a time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies throw I'll see your knives and iPhones Yo, death slays fall prey to a catchphrase Head crazed, all braced for the next phase Blessed sage on the stage who infect brain Slaying with saying, simulating immense pain Trained to be blind, opposite optometrist God's anonymous, lost cause, no protestants Dominance of evil proves life's hell Might as well learn to fight and fight the fight well We've lost our minds in these awful times Speak truth, be doomed to get ostracized Kids cry, then die from shots the doc's given Vaccines linked to rising autism Listen to me teach, don't shoot the guy speaking Hatred of truth is proof your mind's weakened Peek through the veil, unfold the whole plot 